All right, what is up for the 79th installment of the Unplugged Alpha series? I'm still a little bit sick, but I'm going to push through. I got this uh, standby. All right, let's do this. Tonight is going to be a good show. I'm not going to let you guys down, even though my throat's a little messed up and I'm not feeling so hot, but here's what we're doing. A couple of updates. So um, I'm going to drop in the chat right here real quick and uh, pin it to the top. So for the call-in segment, which we'll get to in a little bit, usually start taking call-ins about halfway through, um, we've got a Zoom link for you to click. Uh, That's going to take you to MOF. And Moff is going to screen the calls so we're not having people waste my viewers' time because I don't want my time wasted. And I know my viewers don't want their time wasted with silly or irrational or not very useful questions, if we'll put it that way. So if you want to talk to me tonight, I'm taking questions for sure. You're going to click the Zoom link pinned at the top and you're going to talk to Moff. He's going to screen you. And then if he feels like uh, you're a good fit for the show, you're going to get the link to uh, hop on in and talk to me. So Becky is your modern Western woman. Welcome chat. How are you guys doing tonight? Becky. I don't know why I picked Becky, but that's the title of the chapter. You guys uh, should be aware I'm going to be releasing my follow-up book later on this year, probably for the Christmas season. Uh, my editor has a couple of the chapters now to start working with. And we're going to be doing some revisions to the first uh, book and uh, create a first edition update um, with some very important changes. So, I don't know. Where do we start with Becky? Because she's quite the character, right? <laughs> she's a combination of all those gals out there. And I'm not going to proclaim that this is all women. This is a good chunk of women out there. This is probably about two-thirds of the dating pool over the age of 27 to 30, let's say, Uh, which happens to be the main demographic, the guys that watch, you know, my videos. So, yes, strap in. Bomber Command is going to be be taking some flack for this one, but we're also going to be dropping some cold, hard truth bombs. I'm just going to read basically straight from the chapter. I'm not going to give you the whole chapter. And, of course, this is going to get some edits before it gets uh, finalized. Uh, Kevin from sales is also doing the, uh, edit for this book again. I thought he did a great job with the first book. So we've hired him again for the second book. Let's get right into it. So Becky, today's modern woman, the term modern woman has been thrown around a lot. Now that women are getting degrees, high paying professions, buying homes, paying more taxes and are strong and independent. I didn't put it in quotes, but I'm going to do that for the video. Let's call her Becky in this chapter. Becky's older than 27 and she's a working professional. I've dated a lot of Beckys. Again, name's not always Becky. Could be Rebecca, could be Jennifer, could be Chris, could be Christina, could be Kathy, could be Terry, could be whatever. You know, you know know all the names. So at no time in history did so many women ever parrot the phrase, I don't need no man. Or a woman needs a man like a fish needs a bicycle. But today, it is very, very common. 
<clears throat> women are earning more degrees than ever before. In fact, in colleges and universities, women outnumber men by a large margin in large urban cities. Becky is everywhere. She is a very common avatar, my friends. She's far more common than the, than the traditional woman that wants to be protected and provided for by a strong, virtuous man as a mother and a wife. Becky is the type of woman that uses hashtags like boss girl or hashtag boss babe in her Instagram posts. Look at my phone handy. Let's just do a quick, quick search and see what comes up. I'm always, I'm always curious. Let's do boss girl first. Hashtag. Let's see what we get up. There are 869,000 posts. And then what was the other one? Boss babe. Babe. Oh my God. Yeah, there's 5 million. <laughs> and then it starts to show you accounts like MILF boss babe. Anyway. Um, anyway, so this is this is Becky's typical day. She Becky gets up in the morning, usually as her fur babies jump on her bed as the alarm goes off, looking to be fed and taken out for a walk. She makes her bed, aligns 17 decorative pillows in just the right fashion. Yes, that's correct. Becky has not two, not four, but 17 decorative pillows. You've all been over to her place. She has her coffee and scrolls through her screen. She catches up on her horoscope, favorite group chats with her family, friends, and comments on how much she loves them all, her nieces, her nephews, and godchildren. She praises everyone in the group, in the chat, and... There's also dispensed pictures of cute little Sally doing something simple, like wiping her own bum. Of course, Becky comments. She then goes on to read messages from several men that she's ignored that have reached out to her while she was asleep, telling her how pretty she is, calling her a queen. And then messages, a lot of men that have ignored her with good morning, handsome messages, desperately hoping one of them will reach out for another date after they hooked up and went silent on her. Alpha seed, beta need, right in that little paragraph. Becky then takes a shower, puts on her power suit with padded shoulders, then admires her degree for a moment, framed in mahogany. Sometimes I bet Becky wishes she was made out of mahogany. There's little letters after her name reminding her that she is important. She then scans around her home and admires her decor selections and reminds herself she is strong and independent, what a total boss babe she is, and how lucky a guy would be to be with her. Sorry, I'm gonna have to. I might have to drink and spray my throat a few times during this. You guys enjoying this so far? You guys, let me know in the chat. <clears throat> Carrying on, she then says goodbye to her fur babies and her best baby voice. You ever notice that they're not like large dogs, like a dog that looks like it could rip off your arm and beat you with it, sort of thing? They're always like little white, fluffy, inbred sort of weird dogs that yap at everything. <laughs> Anyway, she says goodbye to her fur babies in her best baby voice and commutes to work to smash the patriarchy, often by serving male-owned corporations. <laughs> Becky doesn't see the irony of not wanting to serve a husband and family at home, but is okay with serving a man at work and paying taxes to the state. After a long day of smashing the patriarchy working for the man, Becky now finds time to fill one of her rotating weekly hobbies drinking with her other strong and independent friends, maybe having workouts or a dinner, or returning some decor that she bought that didn't fit her style, maybe spending some time at work to climb that corporate ladder, 
slaving away at the machine to pay more taxes and be an even bigger boss babe. By the time Becky gets home, she often finds that the loves of her life, the fur babies, have either vomited or defecated in her home somewhere. After cleaning up the mess and talking, sorry, and taking the fur babies out for a walk while loudly talking on her phone in public to her mom or sister or BFF about how important her day was smashing the patriarchy, she returns home to fix a salad, sits on her couch, swiping on dating apps, looking for her equal partner. Disgusted by her options, wondering where all the good men have gone, and talking to several men completely out of her league, hoping one of them will be her knight in shining armor and eventually be her soulmate. Although, you know, they mostly ignore her. What Becky fails to understand is that she is no prize. She's past her prime. She spent her early 20s partying, drinking, smoking, and doing too many drugs. She slept with so many men, she's forgotten half of them. And when somebody asks what her notch count is, she only remembers the men that she was in longer-term relationships with, but forgot the names of most of the people she had one-night stands with, was friends with benefits with, had threesomes, gave, gave BJs to, or had lesbian encounters with. Becky accepts that she is incredibly interested in a man's future to provide for her burning desire for a family and children, but is unable to see that men of value aren't particularly concerned with her future, but very concerned about her past and baggage she doesn't see, but nevertheless brings to the table. You see, one of Becky's biggest conundrums was that she was sold the feminist lie of the strong, independent woman, but she also painfully feels the ticking of her biological clock and counting every egg that isn't being fertilized monthly while watching her friends and family have babies. I'm not sure how much of this chapter I'm going to read. I'm probably going to get through another page, and then I want to share a really interesting article that completely aligns with this Becky thing that I literally just got 20 minutes before I sat down here to get ready for the show. It's 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 perfect, perfectly timed. How's the audio, by the way? In the good, looks good. Buttes. Um, yeah, yeah, Moff is in there, so make sure you stay in the waiting room for the Q&A section. Moff will be screening you guys out. We'll probably get to the Q&A in like 15, 20 minutes, so just stand by. All right, moving on. So Becky is delusional. Becky's expectations are so incredibly high, only a handful of men could meet her requirements, yet every Becky has nearly the same expectation. When men ask her what she brings to the table, she tells them she is smart, she is funny, she is educated, has her own place, a car, and a career. What Becky doesn't understand is that she's describing a man and what makes him attractive. Setting aside her confusion around what she thinks men want, she has a lot of the red flags I mentioned in my first book, like debt, large notch count, is disagreeable and bossy, a feminist, not fit, obsessed with decor, masculine, has tasteless tattoos, can often be a single mother, and sometimes brings multiple children from multiple fathers. You guys all heard about that term four by four. I can't remember the uh, actress's name, but a week or two ago, um, Leonardo DiCaprio was getting shit on by other celebrities because he now has a 19 year old uh, Israeli model girlfriend. And I don't know if you know, you, you guys know this, but Leonardo DiCaprio, I can't remember if he's 43 or 46. I, I think he's closer to 46. So he's in his late forties. And he's dating a 19-year-old. So, of course, you know, celebrity uh, women lost their shit and blew up all um, Twitter. And there was a Swedish woman. I can't remember her name. Uh, but anyway, she was nicknamed 4x4. It was a hilarious title. It said something along the lines of 
uh, Leonardo DiCaprio is shamed for dating a 19 year old by four by four. And the definition of four by four was this woman had four kids from four different fathers, this celebrity chastising uh, our friend. Anyway, let's get back to this. Um, Becky knows what she wants, but she's, but she doesn't understand that men don't want her. She's trying to attract bees with vinegar and doesn't understand they want honey. When you remove fur babies, the 17 decorative pillows, the Ikea decor, Becky is basically a man, and that's not what men want. Now, I get flack when I correct women, and I explain that beautiful women aren't the prize. High-value men putting a dent in the universe are. Beautiful women are common, but top-shelf men that they all want simply aren't. The problem that top-shelf men, sorry, the problem that top-shelf men face is that beautiful and agreeable women are also scarce. It's Becky's disconnect from reality of what men want and her impossibly high standards for a man that keeps her signal lonely and angry. I'm not going to read much more of the rest of this because I'm going to give away too much of the chapter. It, it actually gets better. We talk about Becky's married life um, when she finds the uh, simp to wife her up. So we'll save that. I want to get rid of this laptop. Just get it out of the way. One second. <clears throat> Let's do this. So I have a great little article here to share with you guys before we do the Q&A segment. You guys are going to love this. All right. Um, here we go. So 64% uh, of women say they could do their boss's job better than them. This is something Becky would say, by the way, but they aren't getting a chance. So let me grab this article and throw it up on the screen. Um, boom, let's go like this and max this out a little bit more. All right. So this was just published today, actually this afternoon. <clears throat> this is on CNBC, excuse me. <clears throat> mm. Closing the gap on CNBC by Jennifer Liu. So looks like the vast majority of women are saying they can do their boss's job better. So there's a major confidence gap between men and women in the workplace, though it may not be in the way that you'd expect. A majority, that is 64% of women, think they can do their manager's job better than them versus 47% of men who believe the same. Some people ask me why, Rich, why are you a company of one? Why don't you have any employees? You're going to begin to see why when I complete this article, what you have to also put up with beyond creating value and marketing and making money and all the other stuff when you have employees. Um, 47% of men, according to the new monster survey, I'm assuming that's monster.com, which was the, um, apparently in my experience, the shittiest way to spend money to hire people. I, I, I created a far, far better way of hiring people using parties. There's actually an older video on my entrepreneurs and cars channel. You can go dig it up. It's like five or six years old. Um, so 6,847 workers, uh, and this was conducted this month, but that perspective doesn't necessarily reflect that women feel proficient in their jobs, but rather they feel undervalued and overlooked for management roles. Oh my God. <laughs> Monster career expert, Vicky Salami says CNBC make it, or sorry, tell CNBC make it. Women feel it's always like, I feel like, or my truth is, right? Women feel they can do their manager's job, she says. 
But the frustration is, why aren't they given the opportunity to do Well, I don't know. I mean, usually a manager is like at the top of a pyramid and he has employees or reports that report into him. Uh, there's usually one chief in a tribe and a bunch of, you know, Indians that follow the, the tribe sort of thing. That's kind of the way, you know, these organizational structures have always worked. But women feel, all they feel like they should be doing their management job, right? Women are far less likely to feel. They get you notice the word feel everywhere now. now you know, look, if you guys are newer here, and maybe this might be your first time watching a podcast, I'm just going to repeat this. When you start listening and using your ears, you're going to notice that women often use, I feel like. You also know that weak, soft beta males also use, well, I feel like, when they start sentences. People that think will say, well, I think. Now, I want you to pay attention to this because you're even going to notice a lot of these like fake alpha males out there that are all, I'm the boss and all this sort of shit going around. And they're going to be using a lot of, I feel like. Pay attention to it. This language, this is the origin of it. You know, this is why I'm pointing this out to you. This is what unplugged people pay attention to. Anyway, women are far less likely to say they feel. They get the same quantity and quality of opportunities as men in the workplace. 66% of men believe that everyone at work gets paid the same access to sorry, gets the same access to opportunity. But 23% of women say, according to Monster, they don't. So I'll scroll down and I'll deal with these charts in a second. Opportunities gap. Anyway, so yeah, let's just deal with the chart part. So men are in blue, women are in aqua, whatever color you want to call this. Um <clears throat> State of general quality workplace. Uh, so believe they can do their manager's job. So this is the opening question. 64% of women think they can do their job better. Anyway, uh, men believe everyone is paid the same for the most part, whereas 24% of women don't think everybody is paid the same. You know, I posted this to Twitter and there was a guy that said, you know, the reality of it is, is that if women were actually paid for the, for the amount of work they do in comparison to the amount of work that men do, they would be paid about two thirds. And he used an example. He said, I used to work in a warehouse and men were required to carry 50 pounds, 50 pound uh, containers, pallets, whatever there's that they had to carry, but they were required to carry 50 pounds. Women were only required to carry 32 pounds, he said. So uh, anyway, so back to this chart over here, it says, you know, believe everyone's paid the same. Women clearly don't believe that. Uh, believe everyone is treated equally and fairly. Women don't believe that, whereas the vast majority of men seem to. Believe everyone gets the same opportunity. Women don't seem to believe that, whereas men seem to believe that. So there's a like there's a big divide between the men and the women. And like I don't know if you guys recall, but early on when I kicked off that bit about Becky and her professional designation, you know, she's she's a professional. She went to post-secondary, has a piece of paper framed in nice mahogany on the wall with little letters after her after her name. This is this is this is the this is the working professional. This is the boss babe, you know, today. So this is typically what we're finding in the workplace. Um, but this is what they think of the workplace. And, you know, when people ask me, Rich, why don't you have employees or anything like that? That's, that's the reason why. Moff, you can start sending people into the green room if you want. Um, once you've, uh, I guess, you know, vetted them. So again, if you guys have a question, we're going to be doing some Q&A tonight as well. The call-in link for tonight's Q&A is at the top. Let me just close this window over here. Is at the top of the YouTube live chat. If you're not watching this on YouTube, well, 
get your ass over and watch it on YouTube, man. Um, come over to YT, and I'll just drop the link in all the chat. You can click that if you're on Twitter, Twatch, Facebooks, whatever. So, uh, Moff is taking care of the call-ins. The Q&A link is at the top. Just the Zoom link. Just click it. He just wants to make sure your audio is good. Um, hopefully, you're wearing a shirt. This, there's this ongoing, there's this ongoing joke between me and some of my friends. Like, why do people call in on Rich's show not wearing a shirt all the time? I'm going to tell you. I don't know. Maybe it's hot in some places of the world. You know where they're at. Anyway, so Moff's going to be taking care of the Collins and sending them into the waiting area. <clears throat> all right, I'm going to take a break, have a drink, and uh, let's just run the ad reel before we get in the Q and A segment. Like I said, Moff, you can start sending them over. Okay. And what is this, like a minute? That's eh, a short one, minute 43. This episode is brought to you by the Unplugged Alpha Supplements and Grondike Soap Company. Brothers, if you're like me and you take what you put in your body seriously, you'll want to use the Unplugged Alpha Supplements. An obsession with absorption is what sets this line apart from the others. You want to make sure that you absorb as much of the supplements as possible so you don't end up peeing out expensive urine. My supplement line is made in the United States from the highest quality domestic ingredients. And unlike cheaper supplements from China in plastic bottles, mine ship in dark glass bottles to keep your supplements fresher, longer, and won't seep endocrine disrupting plastics into your supplements. Nothing is a hard tablet. Everything is in an easily digestible, bioavailable capsule. You can filter all products by various categories, including testosterone support, estrogen metabolism, fat burning, immune health, sleep support, and performance. Visit theunpluggedalpha.com forward slash shop and use the subscribe and save option to get 10% off your supplement orders or use coupon code alpha10 for 10% off a one-time order to try it out. Then I use tactical soap and God of War beard oil every day. Tactical soap is a handmade product made in the United States from ingredients you can actually pronounce, not conventional endocrine lowering toiletry chemicals. Both the soap and the beard oils are infused with bioidentical pheromones that are designed by a clinical psychologist and pheromone expert to maximize attractiveness to the opposite sex. Go visit coopersoap.com and get 10% off your order today. Guys, check out my website at richcooper.ca for more information on booking me for coaching, my community, my courses, and a whole bunch more. You can also find all the useful links pinned below in the top YouTube comment of all my videos. Now let's get on with the show. All right. What's going on, guys? Welcome back. <clears throat> Just uh, making sure the show's taken care of. All right. Let me see what we got going on over here. I'm waiting for Moth to send me some callers. Um, Roy, this ain't. <laughs> oh, man. So I opened up the chat a little bit more tonight for you guys, and I'm leaving, and I'm going to be leaving the chat replay uh, on for you as well uh, for playback. But um, the reason why I've done that is I've set it to um, subscriber count. I think it's for like three months or something like that now. So we'll see how that goes. There's, it, it, it's probably going to create a little bit more work to kind of rip through these. But if there's anything you have a question on, you can drop it in the uh, the chat as a super chat. It'll pop up, and I'll make sure I deal with it. Yeah, three kids by three different men, real catch. All right. This isn't caught up over there. Moff, where's my callers, bro? 
I don't even know if the system's going to work. You have, no. All right, well, I'm not going to do this this way. Um, copy. Okay, call in. I'm going to drop the link. I don't know if his is working or not. I just DM'd him during the break. Cue call in. Let's do it that way. There's a StreamYard link. I don't know if his link is working. Up to the top and replace. Okay, there you go. So there's my StreamYard link. I don't know. Maybe we'll have to try to do a little trial run with Moff next time, but it doesn't look like that worked. Normally, I got a bunch of people waiting to come in and ask me after the break. <coughs> mm. I ran this um, survey. I don't have anybody. Give them that. Give them that link that I just uh, pinned there for the Streamyard. Um, I ran the survey on the Entrepreneurs and Cars uh, community tab over here while we're waiting for those callers to get transferred. And I found this really interesting. So what are you putting the most fo focus on this year was a question. Five options, making more money, being more captivating, losing fat, gaining muscle, getting more women and learning what they respond to or having better. Oops. Pop that right out. Sorry, give me a second. This is a very, very unique setup. I can't believe I just did that live on the air. Let's try that again. These are um, Defender Shields. They sometimes do that. No EMF, but they pop out. Anyway, let's pop this back in here. There we go. And have a better frame in my LTR. When everybody picked, making more money. So the question I have to you guys in the chat right now, because I know you watch both the channels, what do you do to make more money? What are you doing this year to make more money? Bring that up as a question tonight if you want. Um, blood fill, blood fill, blood pill fill. It's a bit of a tongue twister. Rich, I was 270. I made it down to 230. I've been stuck at this weight now for weeks. Any advice, suggestions would be great. Yeah, uh, why don't you click the join link, hop in, and let's chop it up. I got lots of uh, suggestions when it comes to self-care and health. Uh, I don't talk about it very often, guys, on the channel because people just don't seem to have the interest in it. Although, if you do have the interest in it, I'm happy to talk about it. But I'm, but I'm a bit of a geek when it comes to self-care and health and biohacking sort of stuff like that. I've tried a lot of stuff. I'll actually tell you something. One of the most useful things I've done <clears throat> when it comes to basically tweaking results, self-care, muscle, you know, fat loss, stuff like that, is analyzing my DNA, if I'm being honest. I did a um, podcast, Dr. Anthony J., the author of Estrogeneration, two, three weeks ago. Uh, you'll see some clips on the Clips channel. I think one of the ones that that got got a lot of views was uh five things that are lowering your testosterone and um analyzing your dna tells you a lot about 
your ancestry, what you should eat, um, what you have issues with, what you should stay away from. Like, it's not just as cut and dry as being like, just go vegan or just eat meat or have carb cycling on these days, right? Like some people can't process certain things in their body. Like their, their DNA doesn't allow them to, like for me, I found out I can't uh, eliminate plant cholesterols, right? Funny thing is, if you go into Google and you type um, what, what plants have cholesterol, the answer Google gives you is no plants have any cholesterol, right? So <clears throat> you have to kind of do a lot of work to scrape off this nonsense to get to what you need to get. And avocados can't eat uh, any kind of nuts. So almond butter, peanut butter, um, sunflowers. Like I was eating sunflowers like crazy, like Sunflower seed, you know, it's a seed. It's got plant cholesterol. So anything that's a seed and nut, um, fatty plants like avocados, you know, stuff like that, got to stay away from them because I can't get them in my body. So there's, and it's not expensive to do, man. Like to like to get your DNA code from twenty three and me at what eighty bucks. You know, they usually have a sale, like a a sale a couple times a year. You can probably get it for less. And then you pay a guy like Doctor Anthony J to run the code through his algorithm. It's like hundred bucks, and I'll tell you exactly what the deal is. It's probably the best thing that you could ever do. <clears throat> looks like I got a, a transfer over here. So let me get this off the screen and we'll see what the Wahlburgers got. All right. And boom. What's up, buddy? Hey, Rich. How are you? The Wahlburger Report. I remember you. Yeah, man. How are you? Good. 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 A couple of things that I want to kind of address, both um, kind of connected to the gym, is uh, mm -hmm. I've really noticed but bizarre behavior of uh, of teens. Like I'm talking like 15 to 20 year olds, like you know, middle teens to to right through 20. Really bizarre behavior of guys uh, hooting and hollering, acting really immature, really strange. And I'm all one for fun and having a good time, but man, they're like weird, bizarro animals, and they're taking pictures of each other uh showing off each other's backs there it's it's talking about how great each other looks it's it's really weird and then hooting and hollering and stuff messing around in the showers on the gym floor no like in the change room particularly and then if uh, like for example and then if you go into a steam you'll have a, a group of young dudes come into the steam room and mm -hmm. just cr coming in as a pack and being super obnoxious and not respectful, particularly if there's women in there. I've literally had to tell a bunch of dudes in mid to late teens to shut up. And, and, I mean, I'm not that kind of guy, but I got to step in and say, listen, cool this shit off. Um, so just wondering if, I, I think there is an epidemic of this behavior. Like, it, it's really strange. Like, I, when I know when I was 15 and 16, I was in basketball, I was disciplined, I was having a good time. But I mean, we we had social decorum to a certain extent, but now it's like wild animal land in there. It's bizarre. Are you finding that? You no, if, no. I've been I've been going to gyms and fitness facilities all my life, and I've never seen the kind of behavior that you're describing. Like like sometimes in the change room, you'll see them acting like kids, mm -hmm. and as long as they're not getting in my way. Like they want to talk to each other loudly. They want to punk each other. Uh, 
you know, to me, that's what boys do, right? Like that's like that's how they test each other. Yeah. Right. Like as long as they're not stepping on anybody's toes or bothering anybody, they're just kind of doing it amongst themselves. I don't really care. Now, we don't have a steam room at my gym. You know, we got a sauna and I'll sit in there sometimes. And, you know, sometimes there's a lot of conversation going on. Yeah. Um, but I've never had a problem with it. Like I've never seen, you know, people getting out of hand where you got to tell them to shut up. But mine's not co-ed. Like maybe they're acting that way because there's women in there. And they're trying to get their attention. Whereas, like, if it's just you know men's sauna, there's there's really no issues in there. Possibly, possibly. And then, so just wanted to bring that. Another thing that I wanted to talk about a little bit, which is kind of uh, could be a potential very hot topic, is like I think you and I come from like I'm, I'm almost forty nine. So, but in my era, I think that that the the racial thing we almost had squashed back in the day. Like when I was younger. Because there was no internet, no world war, world wide web, there was actually more potential. I mean, there was the whole Rodney King thing going. You were generally ge- geographically separated from other races and such. So we would have like kind of um, all the all the reasons to despise each other back then. I had a lot of because of my basketball and because of my sports, a lot of animosity between other races potentially when I was younger. The fact of the matter is that we all worked it out, like face to face on the courts, banged up, gained a lot of respect. And mm-hmm. and these days, like I felt that I, I have a multitude of rainbow of friends across many races. And I think that we had a hard time back in the late 80s, early 90s, like I say, during the Rodney King time of actually dealing with some things that were really difficult and hard to, to deal with. And we tempered that. And I felt that we overcame that in many ways. And now it seems like we're generating this racial animosity out of nothing. Um, well, this is wokeness, man. This is what wokeness has been doing. They're trying to, they're trying to make mountains out of molehills, right? Yeah. Because we live in a peaceful time. We don't have wars. Like one of the most interesting things you'll you know, you'll come to understand and learn about human beings is we like conflict. We like wars. Uh, like chimpanzees will actually go out and they'll wage war on other tribes. Like they'll organize, they'll go out and they'll murder like members of the other tribe. And if you plot, and I've seen this graph somewhere, I wish I could dig it up right now. Cause I can't really remember what the title of the article was, but, but if you graph on a timeline wars and just over time and like the severity of them, the entire graph with like circles, the entire graph is just peppered with, with circles. Like throughout history, this is the most peaceful time throughout history. And I would argue today, because we're not warring or we're not conquering anything, then we have to make up shit to get upset about. So that's why you get this woke agenda that's like um, Scott Adams. I don't know if you know about that guy. Ah, uh, don't no, don't know that name. So so Scott Adams is the Dilbert. Dilbert comic uh, writer. Um, He's a bit of a goof. Like he blocked me on Twitter because I was making fun of him during the start of the pandemic. Like he was wearing multiple masks and he was making a big deal of it. You know, you've got to protect yourselves and lock yourself down. He was all scared and like a pussy and shit. A bunch of stuff like that. Anyway, so he just got canceled today or not today, but in the last day or two because he read out the results of a survey. And I can't remember what the exact data was, but it was... But he basically came to the conclusion, he said, look, if black people don't like us, then the, then whatever, then I'm just not going to try to help them anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Something along that line. 
and people lost their shit and uh newspapers canceled him his uh book deals canceled him like all he did was he basically read the the survey results from an article and offered a opinion at the end of it and then the world canceled him for it like he basically lost his livelihood i don't think that that's a good use of time you know again it's it's making mountains out of molehills like there's better things we can be doing with our time as a culture and society but this is what we're doing and you know that's why i just say guys enjoy the decline you know see it for what it is you know unplug from the matrix unplug from the lies you know see what's going on don't involve yourself don't get dragged into their bullshit stop you know like draw a perimeter around yourself and the people you love and take care of those people and if they're going to do stupid shit let them do stupid shit and let them burn it down if that's what they're going to do what's funny about that rich is that you got through it pretty well too like for example this past week why this kind of comes up is that i go into the gym again very well known in regards to basketball it's packed with kids uh playing ball and some of some kids i know from coaching and work and this type of thing and uh an old friend of mine just happened to be there this uh black gentleman um big dude i mean i'm a big guy i'm 235 six feet and he's uh probably 220 a little smaller than me but he and i get together and we're having this animated conversation bashing each other back and forth and these kids come over and talking to us wanting to see what what it's about and and uh people are just they can't believe that me and this gent are together and and all the while we're, we're talking about our hispanic friend right really mm. having a good time and these kids are like wow look at these two guys you know having a good time together and it's almost like they can't even believe it but it just calmed the whole gym down because i could feel that there was some of that animosity throughout in the competition that was there and it's just totally unnecessary. Boys, so we squashed boys them. boys need to compete they need to fight with you know yep within each other they need to be made fun of you know amongst themselves bullying is okay within reason as long as nobody's getting you know hurt physically sort of thing um you need that you need that like so you're just basically the alpha males in a room is you know what it was um i don't know if you know about this story but there was a lot of poaching that was going on in africa they were poaching large male elephants you know for the ivory tusks and it and it got to the point where um most of the adult males that would basically control and run and organize the tribe were basically killed off for their ivory and what ended up happening as a consequence of that is it almost wiped out a i think it was a white rhino it was a rare rhinoceros because what ended up happening was the young male elephants that didn't have a strong virtuous adult male elephant father around to keep them in check they they started charging these rhinos just for shits and giggles right. and they killed a lot of them Right. So they found out when they stopped the poaching and they reintroduced, you know, the male population back where they had large male adult elephants that stopped and the young males stopped charging the rhinos and killing them. So like young men need to see adult men. They need to see strong adult men, full grown, adult, strong, muscular, virtuous, you know, males. They need that. So and we're not doing that. And that's one thing that we're I missing think. out on that. We're yeah, missing we out on that. There's a lot of children, a lot of boys, especially, you know, that are raised in fatherless homes. You know, if you go to uh, jails, you'll find that the vast majority of the incarcerated come from fatherless homes. Right. It's it's a it's a massive problem, dude. It's a massive problem. Well, I, think I got a lot of guys waiting to hop in here, um, my okay. friend. So I got to switch over and take a few more in. But I totally get your point. Yeah, it's an absolute disaster when it comes to stuff like that. Thanks, man. You have a great night. All right, man. You take care. <clears throat> um, 
let me just grab the super chat here. In your opinion, owning vending machines, elf or half business? Um, so an elf business is an easy, lucrative, fun business. A half business is hard, annoying, lame, frustrating. Um, there's a big distinction between those types of businesses. I'll put my banner up for my email list because if you're not on it, you should be on it. Um, I talk about that in great depth in the School of Entrepreneurship. Um, so the question is, is a vending machine an easy, lucrative, fun business or not, basically? And the answer really is, I'm going to go with yes-ish, ish, okay? Because you still have to deal with re restocking the machine. Um, it's not fully automated, but there's not a lot of fully automated business. So I'm going to go with a yes-ish on that one. So yeah, that's my advice on it. You know, if you, you know, if you want to do it, it's not a, it's not a big business though, like a vending machine. Like, I don't know. At one point I had a, a guy approach me when I was running my debt business and I had a whole bunch of employees and he's like, you should put a vending machine in your lunchroom. You know, you can, you know, you can restock it and you can feed your employees. You can make a little bit of money off it and help, you know, pay for expenses around the business. And I looked at it. <clears throat> and the model's not the greatest, right? Like you basically have to run 50 or 60 of them to make it into a real business. To put one in your lunchroom or to run one vending machine, you're not going to make any money. I mean, you'll probably make less than a thousand bucks a month if you're lucky. You'd have to have a lot of people attacking that daily. And even for me at the time, like I wasn't going to put a vending machine in there just to make money off my employees. I would probably put it in there at like cost or like break even just to let them get extra shit because I was all about culture at that time. You can learn more about that in the School of Entrepreneurship when you get on my email list. Um, all right, pull that off there. Let me grab uh, Johnny Lewis here and see what he's got for us. Hey, how's it going, man? How you doing, buddy? What do you got for me today? Good. How are you? Good. Uh, doing well. Uh, I think I just wanted to turn, talk about like long-term investing um, and how it's not really akin to entrepreneurship. Like I have my own business doing internal decorative services and stuff. And, you know, my long-term compounding investments as the fiscal flows keep kind of growing in our economy have been pretty wild in the short term. Um, and I guess I just want to ask you, you know, as an entrepreneur, a successful one, do you value, you know, like kind of the Warren Buffett strategy of like believing in the market as the, as the economy maybe slowly, but does in fact you know, continue to grow pretty at a pretty steady rate, mind you. Like it was, it's been yeah, like time. Three, time in the market is always better than timing the market. Is that what the question is? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's like, what the Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger strategy is. You know, just just buy value companies. Uh, right. Does that at all like like fuck with entrepreneurship that I have, where? I'll just sit on it. You know, market's down. It's right. taking, you know, it's taking a shit. It's worth right. a lot less than what it was two, three but years you, ago. But you believe in it ultimately. Yeah, it's a good company that's not going anywhere, right? right, right. And they pay dividends, right? right? So, exactly. so there's that. Exactly. But, right. but the other half of that too is, you know, if you can accumulate some dry, dry powder in a scenario where you know the market's going down, like it has been over the last year. And by the way, 
right. we're due for another correction. We're still going to see another one this year, I believe, anyway. Accumulate yeah, some dry powder and send us some stuff. cash. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, you can always do a little bit of timing the market too, right? And be like, oh, oh, sure. look, you know, Bitcoin's $12,000 again. That looks like a good price. I think I'll buy some more of that shit, right? Right. But you're, but I guess my question for you is like, just because the market goes down in like a half of a year, you're not going to, you're not going to sell, like you're not going to no. short immediately. No, no, okay. No, no, no. Which I feel no. like is kind of the ideology with a lot of entrepreneurs is they're like, you know, they're just like, they're short thinkers. And um, so I, I guess I just kind of want to get your two cents on, well, on that. Well, those are the day trader guys. And I know a lot of right. them that do it. Most of them don't make a lot of money. A very exactly. small handful of them yeah. do make a lot of money. Most of them get wrecked. Right, right? right. Like a lot of people buy these like trading algorithms. Like you'll see all, all this shit on money, Twitter, like just follow by trade, copy and paste it. Just follow the instructions. You'll make lots of money. Most of these right, guys don't. Right. Right. Okay, cool. So like basically believe in the market in in the long term for certain for certain investments at least. Well, for the kinds of investments that have long-term value that are yeah. that are going to be around. That's my question. Yeah. All right, man. Thanks, Johnny. All right, thanks. Jerry, what's up, buddy? Hey, Rich. How are you doing? I you got a lot of callers, so I'll make it quick. I want to just give a share and an ask. So, you know, I have experience with a lot of these boss babes and, you know, they're the same every time, you know, and, mm. um, you know, they, they deal with a lot of simps and then they come across a guy that has their act together and, you know, can handle business. And, you know, it um, triggers an anxious trauma response in them and they confuse it with love. And, you know, they start acting in ways that, you know, um, they, they just don't understand what they're doing. And they, um, they make choices that, they wouldn't normally make um, because they are confused because they've had so many guys that have, you know, taken them out and treated them a certain way and they have it in their head that. Yeah. Like I said, they're actually delusional. Yeah. You know, and it's, um, it's really kind of hard to watch, you know, and you know, you, you, you have a couple glasses of wine with them and you have a lot of fun in the beginning, but mm. you know, eventually, you know, they're pretty much crying in the shower. I mean, it's really mm. what happens. Um, you know, and they have their Gucci handbags and it, it's all really fancy, but um, it's pretty much a house of cards. And, you know, the question I have for you tonight, you know, if you were a woman or if, you know, you could put yourself in your daughter's shoes, like, or what would you want for your daughter? I went to the zoo this weekend with my kids and there's these good looking women, you know, they're dressed really nice and they have these real nice strollers and they got a latte and they have the nice diamond ring on their finger. And it was, mm -hmm. it was the weekday. And, you know, they look like they're having a good time. Would they rather be at the zoo pushing their, you know, kids around looking good, having a good time, or would they rather be sitting in traffic, you know, heading to the office? So, I mean, what is your answer to that question? What do you, what do you think? That's not really a question. That's, that's what women have aspired to do and be for ever. It's just the last 20, 30 years, you know, you know, women have sold this constant bill of goods, which is, you know, smash the patriarchy, climb the corporate ladder, get, you know, get degrees, make money, buy houses, pay taxes, get 27,000 handbags for yourself because you don't need no man and a woman needs a man like a fish needs a bicycle. So you have a lot of these boss girls, you have like, you know, a lot of these Beckys out there. Um, I'm sure you see them a lot of the time when you're dating, right? You know, they got their own, they got their life sorted out. They got a cool job and a car they think is cute and, you know, they're cute little ikea sort of set up in their house and their fluffy white dog named bartley or something like that you know? 
Yeah, you, you know, the funniest one, or whatever. one that I see a lot is, is they have a, an extra room. And then that extra room is like 20 boxes of shit they need to take back to return. Yeah. You know, they buy yeah. this stuff online and they got a big, big day of, you know, repackaging and sending stuff back. Yeah. But hey, I'll, I'll let you go. Hey, good to see you. Thanks a lot. Thanks, man. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a fact, you know that, and that, and that room full of shit that he's talking about with all the stuff to returns. I saw that a lot. Like, um, you know, I put I put that as one of the red flags in my um, uh, twenty red flag chapter in my first book, and it's it's basically addictive personalities, and you know, you can be addicted to cigarettes, you can be addicted to booze, you can be addicted to drugs, you can also be addicted to shopping, and you can be addicted to buying shit and returning it, um, which is one of the things that I made mention of. And, you know, like, as you get older, and you start dating these Beckys, you'll notice there's a lot of them out there, and they'll go out and they'll buy like, you know, they'll go to the the home sense or the winners or, you know, whatever it happens to be where you live, the targets or whatever. And they'll buy like seven decorative lamps and lampshades bring them all home try them out beside their ikea couch and end table and then the one they like they'll they'll keep and then they'll go and return the other five or six of them right and it's like you know they spend their life in a, a store buying and and returning stuff paying taxes on it and this is their version of smashing the patriarchy right they don't want to serve a man at home they don't want to serve a family they don't want to raise you know uh kids they don't want to be a mother and a wife Women today want to have kids, but they don't want to be a mother and a wife. They just want to drop their kids off at the daycare and, you know, hop on the choo-choo train, you know, downtown <clears throat> and, um, you know, go and make their money and pay all those taxes is what it is, right? Um, I'm going to grab a few more of you guys here in the Q&A section and let's see what we got here. Uh, Antonio Garcia. Looks like a young man. Antonio, what's up, my friend? What's up, Rich? How you doing? Good, man. Good to hear it. Um, I just had a quick question for you. So I'm 23. I am a young man. So you are a young man, indeed. Yeah, that's so, quite the quaff, man. I remember having hair like that. That's what everyone says. Yeah, <laughs> appreciate you, man. Um, no, so I'm in, I'm in sales. I do car sales right now. So mm -hmm. my question is, right? Is I've just started making like like 60, 70k. I've been in sales cool. since like 19, you know, um, my goal is to be making over a hundred K by 25. Okay. But, um, I feel like I, when I start dating, um, I feel like, did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, on. no. So what I was going to say is like, when I, I date girls, I would say like every eight months and then I kind of just cut them off. You know, mm. I feel like every time that happens, I just like I get I get fo like unfocused, so I just kind of cut them off. I guess my question mm -hmm. for you is: is having a, a girlfriend obviously not the best priority? You know what I mean? But to like lock, lock I would, in, you know, I would I would be going out there and asking questions like, how do I sell higher ticket items to make more commission? Right? Because okay. you get paid a, a percentage on yep. a vehicle sale still, or is it like a flat rate? Twenty twenty percent, yeah. Right. So if you're making 20% on, I don't know, some shitty Chevy Cobalt or a Hyundai or, you know, something like that, even if it's a, you know, like a standard basic bitch, you know, C-class Mercedes in white with the fuck, you know, basic interior, you know, those ones, you know, the soccer moms, you know, sort of get, you know, the, you know, the Beckys get, 
Yeah. Like even if you're selling those, like it's only 20% on 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 something that's you know 40, 50, 60000 dollars Why yeah. not get 20% on a six hundred thousand dollar car? Why not get 20% on a uh G5, you know, jet? You know, what do those go for? 40, 50, 60 million dollars. I don't know. Right. Like okay. that's what I'm saying, right? Like okay. instead of asking questions about, you know, these, you know, these chicks are driving me nuts and I get, you know, I come and go with them sort of like every every few months. But that's what you're going to get with young women, right? Like they're flaky, you know, they think they, you know, they run the world. They're all boss bitches, you know, they're whatever. You know, they got their little TikTok <laughs> audience or their OnlyFans going on, you know, whatever it happens to be. Yeah. I would be going like, okay, so how do I sell Rolls Royce? How do I sell Koenigsegg? How do I sell Bugatti? How do I sell Pagani? How do I sell Gulf Streams? How do I sell, you know, high-end real estate? Because now that you know how to sell, unplug from yep. the... $60,000 a year in revenue and move over to something that's going to make you 600,000 or $6 million a year. <laughs> that's, that's very good advice. I honestly, I, I've been thinking about that. I just, um, I've been taking a lot of risks. I know, I know I'm young. So taking another risk to, I guess, get to that, that level, it would be definitely worth it then for sure. Level your way up to a, a environment where you can sell. I mean, like, are you a car guy? Do you like cars? Not, not really. I mean, I like cars now that I'm in car sales, but mm -hmm. I'm not really a car guy. I mean, I, I just, I, I, look, I would, I would sell something that you're interested in. The thing that always okay. blows me away whenever I go and look at a car yep. is I'm a car guy and I know everything about the car by the time I get there. Right. Okay. And so, and sometimes I'll ask the car salesman like some probing questions just to see what his level of knowledge is like. And they're, they don't know shit, right? Like they're getting paid to sell me something that I know more about. It's like, you know what? I don't really need you. I can cut you out. I'm just going to go right to the sales manager and work out a deal with him and not get you your commission is what I could do. Right. I'm not that guy though, but you see what <laughs> I'm saying? Right. Like I would rather buy something from somebody that is a fan of what they're selling. Like whenever I go to the, the um, McLaren shop, the guys that I deal with, they know the cars like the back of their hands. Okay. Right? Okay. I, I enjoy shopping for a car with them. Like I'll go out of my way to go shopping, you know, to sort of talk to them about stuff like that. So I would sell something that, you know, that you like, do you like real estate better? Do you like jets better? Do you like boats, yachts? You know, there's some very I, high I like price. I like there you boats. go. So why don't you sell boats? then if you like boats, I, I live they're, in Connecticut. But... <laughs> well, move dude. Like you're in the States. You can move anywhere. I can't like, as a Canadian citizen, the, the furthest South that I can go is like Windsor. It's fucking cold there right now. Like, there's no boats for me to sell. You see what I'm saying? But if you like boats and you're a sales guy, go down to Miami. Right? All right, all right. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. you know, sell something that's you know three, four, five million dollars, like a nice you know yacht, nice uh, sailing boat. Get into the boat show. Find you know, find the manufacturers. Find a manufacturer that you like. Find a manufacturer that is uh, interested in you. Like there was just the Miami boat show, you know, a couple weeks ago, right? Okay. That's okay. that's what I would be doing. Forget about the chicks. The chick, okay. dude. Yeah. <laughs> when you're making, you know, six hundred thousand dollars a year, you're gonna be like, look, I'm busy. Just, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll get to you later. It's all right, right? Like, <laughs> you're not gonna be thinking about it, and you're only gonna be dealing with the really nice ones. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> you're not gonna be going. Oh, these chicks drive me nuts after three months, and this bitch has an OnlyFans, and I don't know what to do. I can't. I can't introduce her to my family. She wants to meet my family. I got to tell them what she does for a living. You know, I've you don't deal with any of that shit. Bro. I haven't dealt with the OnlyFans yet, but <laughs> you will eventually. All right. All right. All right, man. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thanks. Bye, bye.
<clears throat> all right, all right. Throat's holding up okay. All right, let's see what we got here in the private chat. We got generic Joe here. I got a t-shirt. Can you hey, yo, what's up, man? So I can see no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm in tech. I don't want to get pants. <laughs> oh, okay. So this isn't a non-call. Okay. All right. So we're doing San Diego. What's up? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm pretty successful. I'm like 33. Uh, mm. I work for big tech. Uh, you know, I've got a sweet loft. I got all this stuff. And uh, I'm just not having success, dude, in dating. I can't get them to go like three, four dates. And I'm, I, mm. I just hate generic stuff, dude. Like, I'm not into movies. I'm not into like pop culture. I'm not into that type of stuff. I'm, I'm full big tech nerd bro you know are you at are you at one of the fan companies like getting paid seven hundred thousand dollars a year to write code and do cool shit it's up there man it's up there it's not quite that level but it's up there and okay uh, but i mean like you've got that kind of earning potential right yeah yeah and i'm just not finding it dude uh okay so so what do you think the problem is with the girls because i mean money's not a problem for you right yeah yeah that's not an issue um dude i'm i'm fun dude i got a forerunner we're going outdoors we're going so i don't think it's me i don't think it's me um a lot of them are saying emotional connection or emotional like Do you know what that means emotional connection there's no emotional connection you know what, what my, uh they're probably saying what does the chat think it means you know since we're on the topic so in the chat what do you think there's no emotional connection means but generic joe so what do you think it means not into you She doesn't take your vibe enough. Yeah, it's her way to say no. So, so why do you think that these gals are not into you? Like, what what's missing? That's what I don't know, man. I'm I'm pursuing excellence. I'm I'm trying to work out. I'm trying to do the best. Okay, of my so job. okay, so what do you do for fun? Like, you like to drive your forerunner. What do you do? You take them off roading. You pick yeah, yeah, I got a mountain bike the desert back there. You know, uh, mountain what biking, outdoor stuff. And- Sorry, what do you do for dates, man? That's what I do. That's what I do. We'll, we'll, first date, it's like coffee or something. But then, okay. you know, we'll go out hiking. We'll go out to the Forerunner. We'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll rent a bike. We'll go mountain biking and stuff. And it just, it, it doesn't keep them, bro. It doesn't keep them. And that's where I'm like, dude, I've been at it like three years out here. I don't know if it's like the West Coast vibe. If we've got like just some Beckys out here that don't like having fun. How many... How many um, how many gals have you dated? Like gone on more than one. Okay, let's yeah, dude, it's yeah, more than lot. one date. It's a lot. How many? It's it's like fifty plus. Okay, over, so you've dated fifty over. plus, and you're not getting. What are you not getting exactly? You're not getting a third date. You're not getting uh, right around like three or four intimacy. Dates. Right around like date three or four, they're like, man, I just don't dig your vibe. Don't, okay. don't dig your vibe. Are you? Are you are you closing them? Like are you going for the intimacy? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And are you closing them? Uh, no, I get shut down all the time, man. I'm like, what? it's it's just kind of weird. Uh, if you got advice, man, I don't know. Okay, well, well, let's see what the chat's saying over here. So I'm gonna so I'm gonna start with that. Um, we're seeing. What are you doing to seduce them? Uh, the San Diego shirt ain't it. You're too boring. Um, be captivating. 
stop wearing t-shirts with logos confidence uh, I, i'm not wearing these on the dates you know i okay. i don't worry i got some button ups uh no genuine burning desire he seems to be beta would you say you're an alpha male or a beta male i i mean i'm working on that alpha man i'm working on it I'm trying to get to it okay you know, so i think on I, a scale I of one to ten i'm always trying to achieve it i'm always trying to get there Got it. Okay, so with a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the absolute best version of yourself, you've reached the pinnacle of generic Joe and zero being right at the very bottom. Where do you where do you place yourself? Probably like a six. Uh, have you read my book? No, I have not. I got to jump on it. Okay, well, this is my book. It's called The Unplugged Alpha. It's also the title of the podcast. You should definitely get it. There's a chapter in the book on how to use online dating. Now, I specifically state in the book, if you're going to rate yourself like a seven or under, you're not going to get a lot of good results dating. Do you, do you date girls from work or do you use dating apps? Like what are you using right now? I mean, I have a lot of success online. Like, uh, I don't, I sorry, think. you just finished telling me you don't have any success. I have and success. Now you're telling me you meeting, have success. Meeting online. I don't have success. Okay, so you get the date. In the yeah. LTRs. Like I want a long-term relationship, something that. Okay. Is going to work. So, so I'll get to, I'll, I'll, I get tons of meetups, right? So okay. getting that first. So, so all that means is that you've got decent photography and that mm -hmm. you're probably a, a good looking guy. Like all I can see is from here down. And yeah, I mean, I'll send you I, I don't know what you look like in the face. I mean, you're not fat, obviously. Yeah. Um, I would throw a little more muscle on that frame if, exactly. you know, if that was me. That's going to obviously, you know, give you a little bit more of an advantage. But at the end of the day, like if you're only rating yourself like a six out of 10, Women usually only are only interested in chasing the top, you know, 20% of guys. So if you're like a six or seven out of 10, you're going to have a hard time getting the attention of women because they're chasing all the Chads and the Tyrones and the Pookies, right? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so what can you do to get yourself from a six to an eight? I'm asking you, like, that's a question. So what do you think you, you know, like you got to do? Because money's not an issue for you. You're obviously in the top income bracket for your age range, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just got to bulk up a bit, I think. Um, What's your height? I'm 5'10". That's, that's why I'm generic, man. 5'10", and what's yep. your weight? Oh, 175. So 5'10", 175. So if you... If you threw another 10, 15 pounds of muscle on your frame, you look a lot better. So that'll be helpful, but that's yeah. not going to get you to an eight. So what else are you missing? Okay. Um, I'm not good at text game. Uh, for example, like I'll set up dates, uh, you know, the next week or whatever, or when I, mm -hmm. when I set up a date, it's kind of just like small talk, set up a date. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them are saying like, they want this emotional, uh, like play, you know, and I'm, I'm terrible at that. Do you think that's a thing? Like emotional, <laughs> you, you know, um, generating look, that desire isn't just in person. Yeah. Without playing it up, without you exactly. showing me some, some like screen caps of like, um, threads back and forth with girls that you're talking to, it's, it's, it's going to be tough, you know, for me to assess, but at the end of the day, I mean, like you haven't even started with the basics, like reading my book and my book covers a lot of the fundamentals when it comes to getting better results when dealing with women. Um, get it, dude. Like, you know, like read the book and go through it. There's an entire chapter that deals with dating and online game. It's not complicated, right? Like 
a lot of guys will overcomplicate, you know, dating and you have to do this and you have to neg this and you have to do that. Okay, look, you're already getting like loads of dates. You, like you've stated that you got 50 dates. The reason why they're not interested in you is probably not because um, you're not a good looking guy or that you're not tall enough because otherwise, why would they be going out with you? Because they've already assessed you is that you're boring them in real life. That's just the, that's just the reality of it, right? Like you is have to be captivating. You have to, sorry. Entertain. Is it my job to keep them entertained? Like, like I'm, it is, it is. I'm reading like, I'm just, it is your job to be entertaining because there's a guy out there with a boat that will invite her and all of her girlfriends on the boat, right. And entertain the shit out of them or have a ski chalet up in the mountains and invite them up there and entertain the shit out of them. Right. It is your job to entertain women. Uh, you can do anything to a woman except for bore, except for bore her, right? You know, it's a fact. So you definitely want to make sure that you're more captivating. Like it's one of the pillars of attraction when it comes to women and, and keeping women around. It's something that, you know, like the guys in the Mano Swamp don't talk about. They just focus on be good looking, have good game, you know, buy my course on pickup or whatever. It's like, no, dude, like you have to be captivating. Like that's probably one of the most important things. I've seen a lot of rich, good looking guys that are boring as shit that have the exact same problem that you have because they're not captivating. They don't know how to engage them and keep them interested and tease them and, you know, push and pull them sort of back in on their lives sort of thing. You got to play with chicks, dude. Like, you know, the, that's uh, Cindy Lauper song. Girls just want to have fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I can have, like, if I meet another tech bro, dude, like we're going at it. We're, we're talking about like the sauna. We're talking about ice bath. We're talking about all this. We're, we're talking about like being in nature, lowering cortisol levels we're like we're going like crazy ham on like yeah. some of this biohacking stuff that you've been talking so about. like like i don't think chicks yeah but you're that. not yeah but you're not gay so you're not going to be banging these dudes like you're looking for women right yeah exactly it's like it's I mean, like specifically said i'm looking for a long-term relationship yeah 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 and uh, what kind of experience do you have with girls have you had any kind of long-term relationships in the past have you had ever, ever had a girl yeah i've had a, a three-year ltr okay and then like prior to that, like how many women have you dated in total that have gotten to like, you know, beyond one or two dates? Um, like beyond, like LTRs beyond that, probably like four or five. So you've had one LTR and you've had four or five that went beyond one or two dates. No, four or five LTRs. I, I Meeting them is not the issue. That like It's keeping them. them. It's keeping them. Yeah. Yeah. So that, so that means you're a good looking guy. You photograph well, date, you know, dating apps work you know, great for you. Fine. Awesome. But you're not able to keep them around. So retention's a problem. Yes. Yep. Okay. Captivation is what you have to work on. I mean, there's some game element to that too. You can go read, um, you know, who's, you know, who's got some good material that I still endorse is Troy Francis. Um, he's got these like manuals. You can find them on Twitter. You know, if you search for, uh, um, renegade playboy, somebody in the chat, if you can put his, uh, you know, put his handle or his website, please. Um, you know, you can grab that and you can read through that. Um, another option is I do one-on-one -on -one consults. You're getting paid well. My rate's high. I mean, if you want to book me for an hour, I'm happy to talk to you privately. You know, we'll get to the bottom of exactly what the problems are. Take a look at some text thread and stuff like that. And I'll, and I'll coach you, you know, one-on-one -on -one in that sense. There's different ways to do it, but the attraction component isn't the problem for you. The problem is, is you're getting frustrated because you're, because you're doing the attraction part, but they don't want to see you be on a couple of dates because they don't feel anything. Yep, right? yep. The feeling part is just, you're just not captivating them, right? Like you're not, you're not giving them something like, like you gotta be sticky. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. yeah, Like a guy like you, if you're good looking and you make good money, your, your problem, you know, should be like, I got three chicks that want to see me the Saturday and I'm too busy and these two are real hot and I don't really know which one to pick. Like that should be your problem. I mean, that's, that's I can make that your problem if you want. I mean, if you want to book me for now, I'll make it your problem. Right. Like, like (laughs) online dating seems to go in seasons. So like after the holidays and stuff, like everyone wants to date. Right. So I'll, I'll get like, a bunch of dates on the weekends, it'll be like, oh, perfect. I got like four or five people that I'm going to go on dates with for the next month or whatever. And then none of them end up working out. It's like, um, un- okay. Well, I've offered you, you know, I've offered you some solutions. I mean, I can't coach you through right to the solution because I try to keep these to like five, 10 minutes and do yeah, some dude, quick yeah, Q&A, but sweet. you need more than five or 10 minutes of my time. So if you want, you know, if you got the means to, my link is pinned in the top of all videos. If you want to book a call, alternatively, get my book and read it because it's like 10 bucks. It's a five-hour read tops and start with that. And if you want to, you know, continue reading, I'd get Troy Francis's books on pickup and gaming women and stuff like that so that you know how to captivate them and, you know, make yourself a lot more sticky. So you got a couple of options there, my friend. Sweet. Cool. Thanks I wish so you the best. All right. Good luck, man. Right. That's tough. A lot of guys out there, you know, it's like, you know, they have, you know, they have, something going on or they think that they're interesting like i've you know i'll take them forerunner ring or i'll take a mountain bike you know what i would do look if you like off-roading if you like you know jeeping or forerunnering or uh, what do they call it overlanding or whatever it happens to be i'd be like look becky here's what we're gonna do we're gonna go out this weekend i'm gonna load up the forerunner you're gonna make a picnic for us all right this is what i like to eat gonna pick up this you know to drink we're gonna go for a rip through the desert you're gonna love this it's a great vista that i'm gonna take you to you sell her the story right? She packs up the picnic, mats down, great drive, banter, banter, laugh, laugh, laugh in the car, joke, 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 poke, 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 make out. Next thing you know, you know, could be smashing, pulling cactus thorns out of your butt, right? You see what I'm saying, right? Like you, like, you know, you can use whatever it is that you happen to do, you know, to, to your advantage when it comes to women, you just have to captivate them and like guide them. Women, like one of the great mistakes, a lot of people in like the fan companies, like the tech companies, you know, they have is they're like men and women are equal. And, you know, I just have to be polite and, you know, nice and all that sort of stuff. And that's not what women want. They want to be led in a relationship. They want a guy to be a guy. They, you know, they, they, (laughs) they want an asshole. You know, there's an old saying in uh, England, uh, you know, you got to be keen, sorry, to to keep them keen, you got to be a bit mean, right? And I'm not saying you have to be an asshole, but there's probably an inner asshole within you that you have to kind of tune in a little bit more and just tell them, this is what we're going to do. You're going to pack this in the picnic. We're going to hop in the forerunner. We're going to go overlanding. Got this great vista. Don't take it very many people to it, but I found it the other day. It's a brand new one. I want to show it to you. Sell her this story, right? And you just boom, 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 right? Anyway, that's how I would do it if I was in his shoes. If you're the forerunner kind of guy that likes to overland, right? Um see what ryan's got here for us what's up ryan hey what's up can you hear me i can hear you ryan ceo scale on demand yeah i was mainly i just wanted to kind of ask you what your thoughts are about like dominance in the bedroom and bdsm Mm -hmm. and what okay what about it taylor's into this uh like well one thing that i'm a little worried about i guess is the cancellation aspect of it so yeah that might be a little questionable. So I try not to do it until I'm more closer to like a LTR with someone. Mm. And, you know, I'm just kind of 
curious what what you kind of think about that like how should you handle that type of scenario well you got to be careful because you know especially if you're influential if you're powerful if you're ceo of scale and demand for example right um and you're doing something important in your life and you know like if you get into it with her in the bedroom and you do it in such a way that she may not agree with or that you know maybe you don't like her after that you don't call her back or something then she makes a big deal out of it oh we did this that and the other thing and look at the text messages back and forth and she shows the police you know sort of thing so you definitely want to you want to probe her you know is what i would recommend so what are you into you know you like getting tied up like spanking you know you start asking some questions like what are you into sort of thing and then sort of let her start talking a little bit and then again then you start telling the story right I mean, you know, sort of, sort of get the interest there, but then you just, you know, begin, right? Like it really depends on what you're both consenting to. Like, you're going to tie her up, you know, do you have a device? You're going to like, does she want to get spanked? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have yeah, to go I've, out I've... and buy like a assortment of paddles. Like anything will do spank her with my book do me a favor (laughs) yeah dude i'll film that i'll film that okay like you know like you don't have to make it complicated right you know yeah you can you can just begin to see you know what should you like that oh do you want more of that right Mm -hmm. follow through with it right um yeah i found out i found out that the sorry sorry i was about to say um who who out there has bdsm stuff i think um I think Sterling Cooper, who is is the ex-porn star, has something Mm -hmm. on BDSM, if I'm not mistaken. I think he put a course out a couple years ago. He's definitely got videos on his channel on it. So if that's something that you want a little bit of like an intro to, um, I I don't want to go there on my channel. Like I I keep myself more general and also I don't want to expose myself to any of those issues. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right? But yeah, like look... A lot of women really dig it. And what I mean really dig, like they really dig it. So, you know, when you know, you're going to know it. Mm-hmm. And if she's not into it, she, she will let you know. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely pushed those boundaries a little bit. I've noticed that what's funny is I have all the different paddles and toys and other things like that. And by far the most damaging, the most damaging one to a woman's behind is their hairbrush if they have a wooden hairbrush and you whip that thing around and just like even just like a light tap with that Mm -hmm. thing just just like does so you got some experience my friend yeah i'm just curious nothing i'm just curious about issues later on down the road yeah probably later on down the road like with uh this new girl i made her kind of text me uh i asked her like for consent over text i thought that was pretty interesting and she kind of bought me on it for a little bit which I thought was interesting. Yeah, so, okay, so I get what you're doing there. So be careful Mm -hmm. with that because if it comes off, you don't want to do it in a transactional sort of way, Mm -hmm. right? Like, like there's two different kinds of it. There's two different kinds of intimacy with women. There's transactional and then there's validational. Do you know the difference between the two? Um, No, probably enlighten me. So... So transactional would be like very simple and obvious, like overt transactional would be like, uh, hey, Ryan, I have an OnlyFans, subscribe, you know, give me your money and I'll send you pictures of my feet. Like that would be a very obvious transactional. Less obvious, a lot of married guys do what's called chore pay, chore play, where, you know, she'll say, do this, that and the other thing. Like she'll do like a honey to do list 
and then as a mm. reward he gets to have sex with her sort of thing like that's transactional that's not okay. genuine burning desire okay mm -hmm. you want validational you want the kind where it's like three o'clock on a monday night in the morning so three o'clock in the morning and your phone's ringing and she's going ryan I just want you know, I'm coming over right now. And you know she's got to get up at 7 a.m. and work the next day. Mm -hmm. And you know that she's coming over for insert reasons why. Mm -hmm. That's validational, right? Okay, yeah. That's what you want, mm -hmm. right? Um, yeah. When you start inserting, like, do I have your consent to do this and send me, you know, by text message? Like, now you're moving back towards the transactional component and it's not going to be mm -hmm. as genuine. It's not going to be as fun for both of you. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So like yeah, just the point. communication back and forth as you're leading up to it. Um, you know, hey, send daddy a naughty picture today sort of thing, right? Mm -hmm. And you know, see if she complies and and see if it's as naughty as you want it to be. Well, what do you mean by naughty picture? I don't I don't like to do that sort of thing or you know, like you know, if she sends you something and it's not to your standard or it's not, you know, leaning in the air that you want to go, come on, you can do better than that. Mhm. Mm yeah, so try to you, come at like... And you just let it <clears throat> evolve in a more natural sort of sense. You see what I'm okay. saying? Yeah, definitely. It's right, just cool. part of the game. Like just, you know, just sort of play it a little bit more, but make sure you're not going to that, to that, you know, I, I need your written consent and just say this, that, and the other thing or sign over here. <laughs> like I know yeah. some guys that do I that. <clears throat> and while that might yeah. feel like safer or whatever, it's like, uh, you're, it's probably not as safe as her being like, I'm. it's three o'clock in the morning on a Monday night and I'm coming over and you're doing this, that, and the other thing, right? Mm -hmm. Or you get the text message or something like that. Like that's like, that's a full on validational. And you build up to that, right? By like telling the stories and like feeding you know, like feeding to her emotions and pulling her in sort of thing. Okay, cool. Got it. I like it. Yep. All right, Ryan. See you, man. I mean, look, I try to keep the show so that it works on YouTube. So there's obviously a lot more that I could talk about guys. If you know, it's like private stuff. So, you know, you can either book a private call or you can, you know, we chop it up in the community, stuff like this from time to time. There was, there was a Zoom call the other day that I wasn't able to stay on for the whole thing because I had to hop on a, a, a broadcast, but they were getting into some serious stuff beyond what we were even talking over here. That's just scratching the surface, man. Anyway, uh, let's see what Rico's got for us here today. Rico. What's up, Rich? How's it going, man? Good. What do you got for me tonight, my friend? Uh, I got a question. It's a little bit akin to what was asked earlier. Uh, mm. So I'm, I'm in real estate sales. Okay. And I've recently got a job opportunity. I guess you can call it that. It's um, it's for fertilizer sales. Mm -hmm. It's a friend of a friend and family who who kind of came to me with this, and it would kind of be starting from square one, of course, totally mm -hmm. different field. But the interesting thing is, I actually have a degree in chemical engineering, mm -hmm. so it's kind of in that vein and i've gotten a lot better at sales in the past couple of years so i can kind of pair those things together and eventually the owner of the company is actually good friends with my parents mm. so i don't know if it's something i should be thinking about at this point but potentially getting into a role where you know further down the line obviously much later i can be mm. actually you know in line to take control of a, a company or at least be high up in a company rather than right now. I'm, okay. So what's stopping you from doing this? It sounds like a good deal. 
Well, the thing is, I'd have to move back to California. And right now I'm in Tennessee. So. And you don't like California? I moved out of there for a couple of reasons, mostly work. Um, but there was like some tension with my family at the time. A lot of that has gone away now just from the distance. Mm-hmm. Um, what does a new job pay? Is it uh, that much more lucrative? It would be starting out less so, but a little bit more <coughs> stable, I would say. Uh, right now I'm dealing with a bunch of bullshit in real estate. Like just just yeah but real estate does this though and so do a lot of other markets you're gonna like you're gonna deal with different bullshit in in fertilizer sales right like the market's difficult now interest rates are high housing prices are very unstable they're going down they're doing whatever right depends on the market you're in so you know there's always like good times and bad times when it comes to real estate any any idiot can make money in real estate in the great times right this is just a more difficult time so I mean, like, you know, what's the long-term plan? Do you like real estate? Do you like fertilizer sales? Like the thing that a lot of guys don't really pay a lot of attention to, it's like, dude, you and I are going to die. That's it. Maybe there's a bonus round. Maybe there isn't, right? Like this is the only life you get. So are you going to do what, what it is that you like to do? Are you doing what it is that you like to do? And that's the thing. This is, it still feels like a means to an end. And what that end is, I, I don't know, but financial freedom certainly but i mean i always find myself daydream about other places um what do you you what do you daydream about like like when you lose track of time what are you doing just thinking about what other places have to offer like there's no beach near me and i'm thinking oh i'd rather be surfing right now which is something i used to like to do you can surf in california right right so california kind of has everything um the only thing is the the culture you know is a little woke but that's kind of spread everywhere i realized so it is yeah i mean it's gonna get to tennessee as well too yeah so yeah i just kind of wanted your advice to see if you know stay the course if you know obviously time i get i get the feeling i get the feeling personally and you guys in the chat can chime in too but i get the feeling personally that you don't really like either of them that much like you said it's a means to an end right right i mean like what do you get excited about? Surfing. Why aren't, right. why aren't you selling surf wax? Why aren't you selling surfboards? Why aren't you uh, ascending the ranks of, of, you know, surfing? You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess I never thought of it that way. Um, aligning your passions. I mean, I've thought of it before, but I never thought of it in terms of like surfing. I'm also into mountain biking, which is something I can do here. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just like enjoying my free time um you know not dissimilar to the guy before just going off-roading fun with me too uh and you know i'm not really thinking about anything else right now just making money i would i would think about structuring your life in such a way that it doesn't feel like a means to an end it feels like this is just what i want to do every day like i get up every day and i'm like do i really want to write I'm not a great writer. Like, I'll be honest, it takes me a long time to write, but I'll write, right? Like, you know, because I know the book's useful and I like how it summarizes a lot of the information and actually like listening to the book itself. Like I'll, like I've listened to my book like three, four, five times or whatever, right? Like I've gone through it. So I like doing everything that I do, creating videos. I like editing videos. I like, like finding interesting people to interview for like podcasts that I'm interested in, 
right? right. How many how many people send me messages or in the comments like, oh, you got to talk to this guy. Have you ever heard of this guy? It's like, no, I'm not interested in that person. This is what I'm interested in. Right. Okay. Like I have a like I have a board with names of people that I want to like, you know, reach out to and get on, you know, for a podcast at some point. So do what you like. You, and that you know makes I mean? sense. Like, yeah, I want to ask but, you. Did, but try sure. to align it with money. Like there here, you know, I've I've shown this before. Let me just pull it off the back of the computer here. I mean, I stuck it out there because I showed it for a, a video before. So yeah. Yeah. Someone just focus on it. Yeah. Someone just showed love doing makes good money and you're good at and that and that area in the middle, which I got to probably throw a highlighter in, but I just use black marker. That's yeah. where the gold's at. Yeah. You so love I mean, doing I, it. I, it makes money and you're good at it. Like yeah. if you can get those three things to overlap, then you're set. Right. Yeah. I mean, I like people. So real estate's obviously a, a, a people oriented job. Um, it makes good money. And eventually I want to get into real estate investing. I think it's a, uh, a great way to build sort of uh, long-term wealth. Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you, do you feel like you kind of had to earn that position over time? Or did you guys hear that? Did you feel like? Yeah. Did Or did you No, but did you really like earn it over time or do you earn what exactly? You know, the ability to write a book and podcast with people. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I just feel like you have to put, work and kind of in the yeah, trend it doesn't feel like work it doesn't feel like work when i when i send an email to dr anthony j and i'm like hey man we should talk again i want to cover this you know i you know i saw this or whatever yeah like, it doesn't feel like work you know for me to do that and book it it doesn't feel like work for me to have the conversation like i like i genuinely enjoy what i do right i guess so yeah, that's what i'm saying is 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 try to find something that's not a means to an end but try to find something for you that's aligned with what you like doing that you're good at and it also makes money yeah if i recall you were doing um uh insurance sales is that what no that's not me no i had the debt business okay uh yeah well whatever insurance sales to... is patrick bet david okay that's right if well whatever you're in before was there times where you felt like this where you other opportunities came and maybe you thought the grass was greener, but you just kept your head down, trudged through. And five years later, you were glad you did. Well, I, well, I left my debt and I founded it, right? Like I created the business in 2003, 20 years ago, the business is still running. You know, my brother runs it right. 20 years ago, I found that uh, business and I ran it from 2003 all the way up uh, to about 2012 to 15 or so. And after right. about 2015, then I made my exit because I didn't want to do it anymore. Right. I needed to find something else. Right. But during the time that I was like that business would not have gotten off the ground if I didn't want to run it, if I wasn't good at it, you know, if I didn't find ways to make money at it, it just wouldn't have got off the ground. But it did. It just it just so happens that most entrepreneurs, they they usually don't stick with the same business forever. Right. Like they either sell it, they shut it down, they merge it, you know, whatever. And then they move on to the next thing. Right. Like, you know, something right. else that catches or fancy like a buddy of mine. Um, he used to run a toy company, I think the second or third, third biggest toy company in North America. And he sold it off and now he's uh, mostly retired. But but his thing now is anything to do with mountain biking, which is his passion. Or um, he's got this other business that he invested in, which does um, um, recycled cell phone cases. You know, he's all about, you know, environmental stuff and stuff like that. You see what I'm saying, right? 
Yeah. And I guess you can move from one passion to another. You're not always stuck or you're not obligated to, to serve that one business forever. Yeah. I guess my thought is that you need a little bit of capital to like get a businesses, those passion businesses started. No, it's not true, man. You can bootstrap lots of it. Like, look, guys, get on my email list. The School of Entrepreneurship has all this information in the course material. It's it's closed right now, so you can't enroll it, but it'll be open again in the spring. You don't need money to start most businesses. You can bootstrap. I mean, every every business I've ever started, I bootstrapped, right? You can go borrow money. You know, you can take on debt to start a business. Like, that's just an excuse. Anybody that's like, oh, well, I don't have $200,000 you know, to start this business or I need to, I need to find investors you know, for this business. If you've never had an exit before, like you've never sold a successful business, no investor will give you money as a first-time entrepreneur, especially you know, to the tune of several hundreds of thousands of dollars so that you can gamble with their cash. It just doesn't happen, right? So most of the time, first-time entrepreneurs need to bootstrap. Yeah, no, I hear you. So, uh, I I guess yeah, I need to look take a look at that triad and figure out kind of maybe. I mean, I honestly thought real estate was was the end, but it's just been I've just been dealing with some some shitty clients. To be look, honest. A, look, a dude here in the uh, dude, there's shitty clients everywhere. <laughs> you know what they say about getting rid of shitty clients? If you don't like your customers, then double your prices. That's smart. <laughs> um. This dude over here in the chat says, sell Airbnbs to Canadian surfers in California. Right? Yeah. Ties in real estate with surfing, right? Like, like, there's any number of things that you can do if you put your mind to it. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. All right, man. Thanks. We'll see you later. All right. Um, I can't believe I made it through 90 minutes with this voice, man. <coughs> Hoorah! All right, what's going on this week? <laughs> got a few things going on this week. Um, got some travel in the month of March. Got some more travel in April. Uh, I'm going to be probably traveling a, a, a lot more this year, I think. So hopefully I don't keep catching colds every time I get on a tube for five hours or whatever the hell it ends up working out being. Anyway, guys, thanks for watching the show tonight. Uh, leave a comment and uh, a like for the algorithms. Um, I'll be back on again next Monday night show topic will be determined, uh, Sunday. I usually put it out so you can follow me on Instagram or Twitter. And I usually post the, the show topic. Then I always take call-ins of course, and, uh, make sure you're subscribed to the entrepreneurs and cars channel. I've got a couple of videos coming out this week, probably do another podcast on playing to win soon. Have a good night guys. Peace out. All right, guys. If you enjoyed that podcast, make sure you visit my website at richcooper.ca to learn more about my courses, my book, The Unplugged Alpha Community, or booking me for private coaching. Also, if you are a Canadian with $15,000 or more of credit card debt and what you are doing right now isn't paying off the balances, then visit totaldebtfreedom.ca and hit get a free quote to see if you qualify to settle your credit card debt for less than you owe today over the next 48 months. Make sure you check out the top pinned comment on YouTube for all the links mentioned during the show. Peace.